Hi, everyone. This is the Bad Girl's Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. I'm your host, Dr. Ayo Gathing. I'm a board-certified psychiatrist, best-selling author, and a health and relationship expert. I am here to liberate you from your boring-ass love life. Lose the good girl and, and love bad your girl. inner bad girl. Thanks for joining us today. We have a wonderful episode deserve. today. I have an amazing guest here with me. And we're going to talk about so many fun things, important things. We're going from self-love to love languages. We have with us today, Coach Gwen. Welcome, hello, Coach Gwen. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. So the crazy thing is... Coach Gwen and I both lived in Dallas for a long time. See, I was there in Dallas for five years, and we had so many people we knew in common and would kind mm-hmm. of be around each other, but we never really fully got to hang out. What's up with that? Well, you know, Dallas is a big, small city, so um, we did have some common friends, but I just mostly am busy. I didn't even realize we were in the same field for a long time. So I was just like, wow, that's interesting. We need to connect now, but you were already out of the city. I know, right? By the time we realized, wait a minute, you're doing beautiful things and you're doing beautiful things. Mm -hmm. I had already moved. Isn't that how life is? That's crazy. It is that way. But But like I said, I feel like Dallas is the smallest big city ever. It is. It's like so many people, but yet somehow you still know and run into all the same Mm -hmm. people. Absolutely. It's so crazy. Well, the good thing is I love Dallas. So next time I come to visit, we're going to have to hook up for sure. Or at least do some lunch or something or a turn up. (laughs) Absolutely. So let me just tell you a little bit about Coach Gwen. So she is degreed up. She's got all her (laughs) degrees. She's got her master's, her LPC, her LCDC. And she's also an influential motivational speaker, a best-selling author, and life coach. And her specialty is helping women overcome life obstacles. So you women out there, y'all got to peep it. Pay attention. So I know that you do counseling, you do individual, group, couples, you know, and you help numerous individuals and couples improve their lives and relationships. So we're going to get into it. We're going, we're going to help our bad girls out there. So how did you get into coaching and, and how's that different from counseling? Well, I got into coaching through one of my uh, previous employers. So I worked in a rehab center for drug addicts and um, they had some coaching programs available there. So I got training there. So I had a coaching and a a counselor role. So I did a dual role there. And coaching is different from counseling or therapy because we, uh, coaching is basically guiding you or kind of assisting you um, without all the extra digging into your history and your past and all that and kind of bringing things up and discussing them. Now you do talk about your past a little bit to figure out what we need to work on, you know, how are you going to get from where you are to where you want to be, but it's not as intense as counseling and therapy. Okay. I got it. So coaching is more looking at where you are and where you want to be and helping for the solutions mm-hmm. to get there, but not necessarily right. where did it all start? Tell me right. about your childhood, exactly. that cool exactly. sort of stuff. It's just like, you know, any other type of coach, this just happens to be for life or career or whatever it is. So the same, along the same lines of a regular coach. Mm-hmm, or an mm-hmm. athletic coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, got you. So your football coach just takes you where you are and tries to take you to the next level. He don't care who right. you coached with before him, what teams you were on, you with me now. Exactly. 
I Look at it. you. That is excellent. That's yeah, a girl, great way to. <laughs> <laughs> I can listen. Okay. I love it. Okay. So how does someone build a healthy relationship with their self? Because I know you're, you're really focused on self-love and, and that's a lot of, you know, where you start. So, so how does someone even go about that? Well, um, first of all, I think, you know, like I said, knowing where you are and where you want to be. So I think the first thing, one of the first things is acceptance. And that just means this is what it is. No fault, no extra, nothing. This is just face value. So learning where you are, where you need to work on becoming really self-aware. And then, you know, just building on that, accepting your flaws and all, like Beyonce says. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we love the Beyonce. But like really starting with that and looking at your flaws and starting to do the work as opposed to, you know, not addressing that stuff or trying to deflect and, and you know, look at other people's stuff. Let's, let me work on mine first and then I can love myself for who I am and not try, not try to be like other people. I tell my clients all the time, counseling and coaching, do not compare yourself to people on the internet because uh, <laughs> we don't know what they have going on and they may not have accepted themselves or loved themselves. They, they may just be, you know, posturing or presenting this person out to mm -hmm. the public so they can look like something that they actually want to be, but they're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good because we only see the best foot forward, the best angle, the best selfie, the best lighting, exactly. you know, they post in their perfect situations and you never know. Like I was at a party and I saw all these girls just taking selfies and posting stuff and doing their little Snapchats and they weren't even talking to each other. They weren't even enjoying. Exactly. The they don't know they what's happening. In. At the, they don't know what was happening. They probably didn't notice the other people mm -mm. or anything like that. Uh, you know, people take like however long it takes to get one selfie. And it's like you spend all that time when you could have been living in the moment, enjoying what's going on around you. So true. So true. And you, you bring up flaws and you know, I, I am a two. I'm not, I won't necessarily say I'm in the beehive, but I definitely love and appreciate her for who she are who she is, but flaws and all. So, so why do you think it's so hard for women to, to show ourselves love and grace? You know, we, we have these flaws, but we don't give ourselves the grace we give other people. Why do, why do you think it's so hard for us? Well, you know, we're, we're hardest on ourselves, but I think sometimes we don't give ourselves grace because we don't know how to do that. That's what I honestly think. We just don't know how to let ourselves off the hook it's okay. Let me just let myself off the hook and, and just give myself a little bit of room to improve. No one is a 10, like no one, not the best doctor, not the best lawyer, whoever it is, no one is a 10 and we all have room to improve. And we just don't know how to say it's okay if I'm not perfect mm -hmm. as women. And then we have so many roles. We wear so many hats, mom, daughter, sister, wife, all kinds of things. And we have, you know, so much going on at all times. We feel like we have to meet some invisible mark that is not really there. Yeah. And the crazy thing is in, in my book, The Modern Trophy, I, those are sometimes self-imposed standards. Like exactly. no one told us you have to be this weight or you have to, mm -hmm. you know, do this, this well, you know, we, we, we're our own biggest critic. Like you said. It's so, like, yeah. Who what? is they? Who, who said that? They who said is it. They? Who, who right. is they? Like, I, it's so crazy. <laughs> 
they is us. So I agree. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know how to do it. And as women, I'm so glad that we're finally getting this message of self-love and self-care. Although I, I don't think everyone necessarily knows what it means. At least the message is out there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, that's what I meant. Like, we don't, we don't know how to do it. We don't know what it means. We don't know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. So again, as I was saying, starting to do the work, that involves like writing down what, what do I really like? What do I want? What are my needs? You know, where do I want to be? And just doing that work so that we can understand what love looks like when we, when we finally hit it, or we can understand that this is not, you know, whatever it is, we know what it looks like when we finally get to that thing, but we haven't done the work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't have time to do it. Yeah, we don't leave ourselves time or space to be, like you said, self-aware or self-reflective or introspective and even sit with ourselves to know mm-hmm. what we want and what we are, what our goals are. So I think, like you're saying, you first have to start with time, you know, clear some time, make it some time. You have to, everything else that's important we make time for, but we ignore well, ourselves. And that I, what I found personally and professionally is that um, it's not socially acceptable to take time for yourself. It's seen as selfish at times. And, mm-hmm. you know, self-care is not selfish. It's just if we give more time to ourselves as opposed to giving time to others, then we're looked at as selfish because, you know, those other people aren't getting what they want. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know what I mean? And indulging in ourselves. And there's a difference between, really being selfish or, you know, taking, taking care of self. Oh, yeah. And I think that, um, especially, you know, in the times we live in, everybody is about self already. So it can be seen as a little bit narcissistic, but mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one thing to <laughs> constantly be posting, you know, selfies and talking about self. And then it's quite another to say, hey, I need to take some rest today or I need to journal or I need to do whatever and take care of myself. Like those are to- totally different mm, things. That's good. Yeah, there's a difference in, you know, taking time and space for yourself to heal and recover and, and take care instead of, you know, taking just what you want to do for yourself and putting it out there in the world. Yeah, that, that's real different. Oh, that's good. See, you're already out here dropping gems. I love it. So, a little bit here, a little bit there. No, no, right, right, right. <laughs> just, just throwing them, just throwing them. So, okay. And for my younger listeners, I, I, I love my millennials, but you know, they are a little different of a generation. So they might not know. What, what are the love languages for the people who have never read the book? Because I, I read up on your bio and followed up on some of your stuff. And I know that, you know, you, you talk about how the love languages are still like important and relevant. So, so what, what do you think about the love languages or what do you propose about them? Well, I think love languages are super important because um, they really and I don't want to say dictate, but I'm just going to use the word. They dictate how we give and receive love. And going back to talking about how do you start to love yourself? How do you know what love is? If you don't know, I mean, those are ways that you figure it out. And when you read the book, and I've I've used this extensively in coaching and counseling because it's so relevant, um, especially with learning to communicate effectively, because um, if you're more of an action person, then that's how you communicate as opposed to words so I'll, I'll go over them all but um and it'll make sense but like it okay so there's five areas there is um acts of service words of affirmation 
physical touch. Um, oh gosh, gifts quality and time. quality time. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I always get them all mixed up. So those are the five main areas to give and receive love. So so if you receive love through quality time, and I, I was talking with one of my clients the other day when we did this. So if you're a person that receives love through quality time, it's not ideal for you to be with a person that is constantly busy and that and can't make time for you or kind mm-hmm. of squeezes you into their life Ooh, because you're not going to receive it the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to look like something else. And it doesn't mean that they don't love you. It just means you're not receiving the time they're giving you as love because it's not quality. Mm-hmm. You're always going to want more and it's not enough. And, and quality and quantity kind of have a dual uh, relationship when it comes to quality time in the love language, because the amount, doesn't matter as much as quality but with those people they still want more of that quality mm-hmm. yeah and that's so important mm-hmm. because and mm-hmm. I have to check myself on this because as we talked about before we're both so busy and have so much going on and mm-hmm. with my husband he'll be like just put your phone down just put your computer down and mm-hmm. I'm so tempted to while we're talking just check that email or just you know do that mm-hmm. one little thing and you have right. to really be aware of okay we spent 10 hours together but how much of it did I it's actually quality. spend quality paying attention to you being aware so that that's good quantity versus quality is is important Mm -hmm. okay so yeah and the gifts i know a lot of people you know who are so offended by oh he's trying to buy my love and i don't want these gifts and then there's this whole set of people who like oh he bought me a ring i don't even care where he is it's like we're all just so different Mm -hmm. on Mm -hmm. these spectrums of love languages right and my one of my receive or uh, giving love languages is gifts and um so for a person that doesn't understand it on the other end i give freely and i don't expect anything back because that makes me feel good that's one way that i show love and affection mm-hmm. but you know if you don't if if you don't recognize that that's what it is it seems like oh why are you always giving me stuff are you trying like you said are you trying to buy my love and it's not that i don't expect anything back mm-hmm. and as a giver by nature I had to check myself a long time ago when I was doing my work, you know, in my twenties, mm-hmm. a little bit older now. <laughs> but don't you know, date just, us, girl. Don't date no, no, us. No, no, no. I wasn't going to say that. Just, you know, growing up as a teenager and in my twenties, I had to, I didn't realize I was doing it. One of my best friends brought it to my attention. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. Cause it wasn't, you know, a thing back then, but, um, I realized, okay, that is a way that I show love and I don't expect anything back. And it was just a light bulb moment because I didn't even know that I was doing that. Just kind of picking up little gifts here and there when I thought about my friends. You know, that's just normal things. Things that I thought were normal, but Mm -hmm. I realized everyone didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. And I think it's so important to know how you receive as well, because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love giving gifts and give, but, but for me, it's not that important to receive them. I, I really right. don't see them as a big deal, even though right. I love to give them. So mm-hmm. how you show love might be different, mm-hmm. how you want it expressed to you and how you want to receive it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So good. I'm loving this. We're going to have to go dig that book back out. Let me reread that (laughs) now that I'm married. I haven't read it in so long. It probably would help, you know? So what are some common mistakes you see uh, people making in their relationships just in general? Well, I mean, we could be here all day doing that. No, no, right, girl. We can't do that. Just just give me one or two, you know, one or two. (laughs) 
I think one main thing in any relationship, whether it's romantic or friend or casual or whatever um, people make is expectations. Mm -hmm. We have these certain expectations of people, whether they're real or fake or, you know, kind of made up in our heads, we have this expectation and we don't, we don't look at where they really are, you know, because perception is reality. Mm -hmm. So what we see is what we feel is real. When they're showing you who they are, we just choose not to see the signs. We just choose to not, you know, uh, act accordingly to what they're actually showing us and expect a certain thing. And then we get disappointed when they're not living up to those expectations. And the more disappointed we get, the more resentful we become. So I think that is a really big deal in any relationship, really adjusting your own expectations according to what's going on in the situation, like Ooh, currently. And not so like good. holding this person up on a pedestal for what they did five years ago. Like, what are they doing now? And just to kind of piggyback on, um, you know, romantic relationships, healthy relationships, you know, sometimes as women, because I'm in the business of empowering women, um, sometimes we fall in love with potential and that's just not enough. And we have these expectations of what we think they're going to be. And then fast forward 10 years later, you're that 10 year girlfriend and he never met that expectation because it wasn't his in the beginning. It was, you know, the woman's. So we just have to be really careful with that. Oh, I love that. Now, ladies, you got to hear that because she said it kind of fast. It was your expectation to begin with that you made out of his potential. So he has the potential to take care of me or contribute to the household once he gets that job, you know, you hope he gets, or he has (laughs) that potential to marry me because he told me before that he wanted to marry me. You know, these potential expectations that that just are never met so you can't out there ladies this is so important of course everyone has potential but if you're not happy with who they are right now that's a dangerous game you're playing you might never be with that person that you want them to be you might just be stuck with who you are with right now (laughs) and and a lot of times and I apologize for saying that so quickly we can go over it again but a lot of times it's just 50, 50, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes, like you said, sometimes they will meet that potential and, you know, use that inner drive and, and really do, you know, do great things, but sometimes they won't. Sometimes they're not going to change. And we, as women, you know, because we're talking about women and talking from a woman point of view, mm-hmm. we get upset because again, we're expecting this thing to happen. Well, the reality is he never really said that. He didn't say it at all. We made that up based on what we wanted or what he said he might be able to do at some point. Yes. Oh, I love that. And just like, you know, it's important to be self-aware and know where you are at, at Mm -hmm. all points in your life. It's important to be aware of your relationship and where you are. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I deal with so many patients who have been in these relationships that are either stagnant or abusive, and they're just hoping and wishing it'll change and just waiting mm-hmm. for it to change and nothing's changing. And they're not doing the work in the relationship or they're just sitting there, you know, praying or hoping about it and it's not changing. And then 10 right. years later, either they're not married or they're not happy or they're not where, where they wanted to be. And, and they haven't been aware during all this time that it's been passing. Exactly. 
Yes. So being self-aware and just being aware of the romantic relationship you're in. And I'm, I like to I differentiate a lot between ro- a romantic and regular relationships because, you know, peer relationships and casual relationships are important as well. And we also have to be aware of those. If you have a friend and the same thing is going on, you know, um, in that respect, then you have to do some work with that friend as well. You expect mm-hmm. them to be a certain way when they've never shown you that they're going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And that's just good. kind of wishing. Yep. Hoping they change or wishing mm-hmm. they change or, mm-hmm. and, and that's so good. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, I always tell my bad girls out there, like you sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to cut people off. Like it doesn't always feel good, especially for people you really had something good or, but that might've just been for a season and you might've grown Mm -hmm. or they might've grown, or you just really aren't compatible anymore for where you are in your lives. And sometimes they were toxic Mm -hmm. the whole time, (laughs) but you you did your work and now you're like, Oh, hold up. I did my work. You're toxic to me. Like I didn't even notice. And so with friends. And it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's okay if you have to let that go because um, there's a lesson to be learned in every relationship. You just have to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the most dangerous things is if you have have been in this friendship or relationship for a long time and you haven't grown, I feel like that that is a a red, what is that? Um, A light bulb, like a Mm -hmm. red sign because why aren't you growing? What are you doing in this place that you are with this friendship or this uh, relationship that's not allowing you to grow? Mm-hmm. Because change only happens outside of your comfort zone and you're so comfortable, nothing is changing. Ooh. So you're not growing. Did y'all hear that, ladies? Change only happens outside of your comfort zone. I think I actually posted something about that the other day. Mm-hmm. See, look at you confirming mm-hmm. for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I let's get into <laughs> I know right let's get a little bit in I know this is probably could be a podcast of its own but just a couple signs of a healthy relationship versus an unhealthy relationship and this could be intimate with friends I know you just said not growing but but are are there any others you could think of um I mean there's so many different signs I think it really it can be situational, but overall not growing, not being able to communicate, not growing is a big one because it kind of is the umbrella for all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So not having good communication, meaning uh, not feeling heard, you know, backwards and forwards, you know, constantly arguing or having misunderstandings because you don't know how to communicate with that person verbally and non-verbally. Again, like you said, being toxic, constantly um, having bad energy or negative energy everywhere you go, every time you turn around, you're always having to make up for something. Oh, well, we had this argument or fight, now we're having to make up. We're making mm-hmm. up every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're on that roller coaster of emotions constantly, that could be a sign of a bad or unhealthy relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, a lot of times when, um, boundaries become so enmeshed that you don't have a separate identity, mm-hmm. then that is an unhealthy relationship, whether it's, you know, intimate or romantic or friend relationships. 
I know a lot of people who are have have friends and they don't have a separate identity. And I'm like, well, you're not the same person. Right. You, know, you can do, you can do whatever you want to do. You don't have to do everything because this person is doing this. Or you know, you like them so much or love them so much that you have to be everywhere that they are. You can go and do different things. If you don't like cheese, then say you don't like cheese. You don't have to like it because they do. Right. <laughs> or you but can think, have other friends, you know, and I have see that a friends. lot with women. Like, I oh, do too. They oh are my so cag like, oh, you, that's my best friend. No, this is my best friend. It's like, uh, you can have more than one friend. Like, have, what is oh, that? <laughs> I love that. Thank you for bringing that up. It is just like, it's, it's getting so ridiculous. And I have so many young women that I work with now, and that is a big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, why can't you have more than one friend? Why can't you share the love? Like, um, it's going to be okay. If they're yeah. your truth, really your friend, then they'll be okay with you sharing your space with other people like that. It's, it's going to be okay. It's yeah. It's, it's real weird. Okay. So that's obvious for unhealthy. Okay. So what are the signs and kind of tips of how to build a healthy relationship? So let, let's talk about the healthy I think, one. You know, uh, again, being able to communicate, you can argue and have fights or disagreements. That's normal. I mean, no one agrees on everything but as long as you're able to walk through it and talk through it and kind of come to some resolution or to some agreement that we're going to talk about this later without um being aggressive and really using those pain words meaning we're not going to say i hate you or i want a divorce or any of these things while we're arguing because we don't really mean it we're just emotional so being able to get through a conversation without using those things even if you don't agree um you know, and then come out on the other side and be able to move on and not like let them rule your life. Communication is so key to everything. I keep saying that, mm -hmm. but it really is. But that just um, means so it's because it's important. <laughs> right. Right. And it's so right. hard. And I know it sounds to the listeners out there, we might have to do a whole nother one on communication, but. Oh, yes. I'm ready. I, I have a communication board in two of my offices that I never erase because I have to pull it out all the time so yeah. I could go on and on about that but you know healthy relationship having your own identity and being able to communicate so just mm -hmm. the opposite of unhealthy yeah and I know some of the relationships I was in you know when I was younger and I wasn't mm -hmm. hadn't done the work you know I, I would definitely be just aggressive and say really hurtful things when I was mad and then have to come back and say oh I'm sorry my mm -hmm. bad <laughs> didn't mm -hmm. really mean that so right. yeah it, it, it's a sign of, of you maybe not having done your work or the relationship itself kind of bringing out the worst in you. And, and I have seen that where, like you mm -hmm. said, with the love languages, sometimes it's not a, not compatible. You know, you're not getting your needs met or you're not able to be yourself within that relationship. Well, one, one major key, we don't get our needs met because we don't know what they are mm -hmm. a lot of times. I go over there with every new person that I see. I'm like, what are your needs? Where are you top five needs and wants and they struggle because we don't again going back to that self-care and self-love we don't take the time to figure out what we need and want uh, you know in order to be a happy person because happiness is about what's happening mm -hmm. joy is internal so if nothing mm -hmm. happy is going on we don't have happiness you can't get that from somewhere someone else so in order to be happy you need to know about yourself what do i need what do i want how do I, how do I get that? 
I love that. Did you ladies hear that out there? You have to know what you want before you can get it. And be honest mm-hmm. with yourself. Because sometimes be, what, oh, you wanted, what you wanted when you were 18 or 19 isn't what you want when you're late 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s. It's, 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 you just have to, mm-hmm. again, be self-aware and be honest and, and do the work and figure out what you want and then um, you know expect that or, or demand that of others. Oh, I love that. And remember, sometimes the thing that we want and really need may not look like the package we thought it was going to be. Uh, and that might be the key to my next, because I was just going to mm. ask you why so many professional single women are unable to find love. Like I have so many gorgeous, badass, just boss friends. I mean, they are amazing and they're, they're struggling with love and relationships. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, why, why do you think that's an epidemic? Well, again, you know, they're not aware. And so I would challenge them to think about the last few relationships or encounters, you know, they've uh, had and really, you know, get honest and vulnerable about it. And did I, did this not work out because of me or them? And nine times out of 10, it's probably them because they don't know what they want. They don't know what they need. It Mm could have been love, but it looked different than what they had in their mind. Mm -hmm. That, so they, they missed it. You know, as mm-hmm. professional women, we work so hard and we're constantly going and busy schedules and all that. And we have this list. And, and we let's just get real for a moment. Please. We have a list of what Please. we want. <laughs> Everybody has that list. And, yes. you know, we have this list of all these things. And it should be this, 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 and this. And I'm, I'm not saying that I disagree that we should have a list. I'm saying let's look at that, that list and figure out what's really important, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, if he's not this, this, or this, okay, how, how does that, you know, he's, I want him to be six, three and this and that. Okay. Well, what if he's six foot or what if he's five, nine, are you going to pass him up because he's not that high? You know, really looking at that list and saying, okay, what, what is flexible? Mm-hmm. And it's not about settling. Mm-hmm. It's not about settling. It's about being open so that you can receive that. Because yes. some things are, you know, deal breakers. No, they need to be, if you're a spiritual person, they need to believe in God. They need to do X, Y, Z. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. But what are the flexible things? Yeah, that I, I call think, them, ladies, please I, don't forget whoever it is that you do need to be attracted to that person. <laughs> don't say, oh, that. Well, you're, you yeah, so and, but that attraction doesn't necessarily mean he's got to look like Boris Kojo, though. Dang. Right. Like, and I can find me, something about it. <laughs> they got to find something. But I, I call them deal breakers versus preferences. You know, like, I prefer... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, for him to be six three, but can he be six foot? Especially my girls that are like five two. Exactly. For right. all you all who know me personally, know I'm five <laughs> nine. But my right. five two exactly. and five four friends would be like, "Oh no, he's got to be six foot." Why? Because you're Why? so short. Why does he have to be so tall? Why? But I get I it. I never. <laughs> but but they have these expectations and and they stick to it like oh I don't think and and that might be it I I think you're hitting Mm -hmm. on on something yeah you do have to look at the important deal breakers and the packaging of things like yeah of course Mm -hmm. we all want a millionaire and we all want someone tall and but is that really what we need is it really what we have Mm -hmm. to have Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, he can't have kids or she can't have kids or whoever you like, can't, whatever. Hey, maybe you need someone with kids to mm-hmm. ground you. Mm-hmm. You may need that grounding. Mm-hmm. And, 
You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Bring you back down to life and, and kind of settle you down because you're kind of over. And so we just, again, the packaging looks different. We yeah. want love and we'll want this. How the heck can you want love and you don't know what love is? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. What is it? What does it mean? What does Go it do your like? work, ladies. Go do your work. Call up Coach Gwen. <laughs> you better call me. because Call her. You might have to do that work. So let's get into Coach Gwen a little bit. What is your love life looking like right now? What, I know you, you mastered the self-love concept and you're coaching all things, not just love. But, mm-hmm. but my, my ladies want to know, what, what's your love life looking like? You know, my love life is really good right now. Um, yeah, there was a point where I struggled with it, not because I didn't know how to love and all that, but, you know, the relationship that I was in, we just kind of grew apart because we've been together for almost two decades. And so uh, we grew up as children. We grew up together as young children or young people. It just kind of didn't work out. But, you know, I'm on a good path now. I'm in a good relationship. I am totally in love with myself. And that's not narcissism. That is self-love because I didn't always do that. Mm -hmm. I'm a giver. So I used to give more to other people than to myself. Mm. And, you know, um, it's looking real good. You know, I love my children. I have two teenagers right now. And uh, I know a freshman and a senior. (laughs) Well, I'm almost done. I have one going in and one coming out. So uh, my love life is pretty good. I don't have any real complaints. I spent... um, you know, the last couple of years getting to know myself and figuring out what I wanted and what I needed as well. So whatever I'm telling you guys, you should be doing, I've been doing it too. I'm doing my work. I've done and I'm doing my work. I love that. And that's good. So what are some of your best self-care tips for women at, at any phase in their relationship journey from I'm not even dating right now. I just want to love myself all the way to I've been married for 25, 30 years. Well, it's a little bit different for everyone because everyone likes certain things. For for instance, I had one client who really loved pedicures and manicures, and that was her self-care time. Mm -hmm. Well, I wouldn't tell her that that's indulgent because that is something that really makes her feel good. And she can afford to do that every week or two weeks or however often she did it. So that was one thing for her. And then there was another one who didn't really like that, but she liked to, you know, uh, travel or eat good foods or things like that. So I think figuring out again in this self exploration, exploration, what you like and what you want and do more of that. Yes. Uh, So whatever self care, whatever you're into, and I have a new book coming out next month about self care, you know, it'll be on my website, Uh, but figuring out what you can do every day to, you know, uh, take care of yourself. And then maybe maybe every day seems egregious, but it's not. We need to- <laughs> I was gonna say, my ladies out there, I I asked one listener, when was the last time you did something just for you? She couldn't think of anything in right. twenty seventeen. So I mean, mm-hmm. hey, maybe you know, start once a month. You know, once well, yeah, you know well, you a def- quarter. You definitely want to start somewhere, but start I say somewhere. I say I say daily because it's a simple as I'm going to journal or have an affirmation for myself every day. That's self-care mm. because I'm affirming who I am right now as opposed to the past or the future. Mm-hmm. Or Affirmations are about the present. So yeah. that's something that can be done, you know, really simply and easily on a daily basis. But, you know, figuring out what you can do for self-love mm-hmm. uh, and self-care and then going with that. Like, I really like yoga, so I do that a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not for everyone. 
No, 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 definitely not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do it, girl. I was like, this is not it for me. I like Pilates, though. I like like Pilates. I'm on the spectrum. (laughs) There you go. Some physical activity. There's so many different um, things you can do for self-care. And really, there's eight, you know, work-life balance areas. Mm -hmm. So that's what the the self-care book is about. But figuring out in each of those areas, what you can do for self-care. Some people, it's as simple as I'm going to balance my checkbook or balance my budget today. And that Mm -hmm. is something I need to do to take care of myself so I can make sure my finances are in order. You know, so really thinking outside the box um, about what it means to take care of yourself. It's not just the physical stuff. It's mental and emotional as well. I love it. So when is your self-care book dropping? Ladies, take this date down. When is that dropping? (laughs) Um, I'm shooting for October 15th okay. uh, because I'm in a busy travel season right now. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, I, it, I can tell. <laughs> it's been really out there. This was not easy getting Coach Gwen all here with us today, y'all. Y'all, y'all just don't know. I'm hoping you enjoyed this because it was some work. <laughs> well, it, it has been crazy, but I plan on, you know, coming back and doing some more work with you guys because I feel like, um, we really, what you, what you talk about and what I talk about is really in alignment. And if you're mm-hmm. interested, let's talk about communication because that is one of my favorite things I to do. I love that. So but we're going to have to do that. Mid, Mid-October for sure. Um, okay. I've already got my book cover designed, so I'm ready Yay. to go. And you had another book, Driven Success. And my bad girls yes. out there, of course, they're bosses. They're getting their lives in check and shape and, and doing big mm-hmm. things. But what is Driven Success? And um, tell, tell them a little bit about where they can get that. Okay. Driven Success is an anthology uh, book. So it's a collaboration between 18 entrepreneurs and we talk about successes and pitfalls of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and we come from all different backgrounds I think I'm the only therapist in that in this particular version and that came out in April mm-hmm. uh, this year and so it really just talks about our backgrounds and you know what um, our field of expertise you know where we have failures where we have successes what motivated us what people should know if they're trying to get in our same line of work all kinds kinds of things. So they, we have our own chapters. Uh, we also have some background information in there. So if you're interested in that, and um, I have a few already that I could ship out, but if you're interested, just go on to amazon.com and look up my profile. It is Ask Coach Gwen profile on there, and you should be able to order the book from there. I'm so excited to have had you here today. You were so good. I know everyone's going to be hitting me up about this one. So where can my listeners find you in particular and to follow you and your content? Okay. So my website is www.askcoachgwen.com. Very simple. Um, You can look on the different tabs there for my services or uh, a consultation. I do... uh, do video and phone sessions for coaching. So that is available if you're not local to Dallas Fort Worth area. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on social media with the same handle of Ask Coach Gwen. So that's Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. I love it. Now you ladies know how to find Coach Gwen. You have been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. And all right, I really back. enjoyed it. Yeah, I had fun. See, that's why you got to be come on back. 
Yeah, yeah. And I just want to say one thing to the mm-hmm. bad girls out there. We talked about friends, and I'll leave you with this. You can't love everybody from the front row. This is the story of your life. You are, you are creating this stage place. Sometimes you have to put those people in the back or the balcony. Mm. Those premium seats up front are for people doing premium work. Remember that. Ooh. Everybody cannot be on your front row. You got a limited front row. Choose wisely. Put some of them chicks in the balcony. Some of them dudes backstage. <laughs> I Outside. Love you are in control of your own life and your own story. I love that. See, you see, you've been dropping gems on the way out. Loving oh, yeah. it. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you all for listening. My bad girls, stay bad. Thank you very much. Bye. That's this week's episode of Bad Girls Guide to Love with Dr. Ayo. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, I'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give me a review on iTunes. For more material and content, you can find me under IOGathingMD on Instagram and Twitter, or head over to my website, www.iogathingmd.com. Don't forget to join me next week for another episode. Until then, be bad.